0: Is a boost, all right. I love that. Look for smart energy every day in the beverage aisle at your local target. Go grab a can and share on social media tagging at C4 Energy and the It's Me Tinks podcast to show how smart energy helps you stay focused wherever you are. C4 Smart Energy, stay focused. Good morning, everyone. Happy Friday. How are we this week? Wow, what a week it's been. The week that will go down in history as the week that Ted Lasso had a chokehold on Tink's A whole two years later than the entire rest of the world. Listen, guys, I don't do it on purpose, okay? I know it drives you absolutely ballistic when I discover something that you all discovered ages ago. And I act like I've just discovered Indiana, the Temple of Doom, or whatever, you know, the city of El Dorado. And you guys are like, yeah, we knew. We've been knowing. Um... I've been sleeping on Ted Lasso and I'm not going to go into it because you all have probably watched it about 16 times as you told me on DM about but what a show what a show I laughed I cried I was so heart warmed I was homesick as hell oh my god what a show everybody in it was just so good so I'm really late to the train but that's what I've been doing this week um As well as recovering from Coachella, which was good. I mean, you're probably a bit tapped out on Coachella uh, details at this point and been a lot in the press about it this time. Listen, guys, all I'll say is it's people have been away from this kind of stuff for a long time. You know, people have been away from their friends, from live music, from festivals, from all that kind of stuff for a long time. And, you know, sometimes people forget how to act. Um, I just think. I will say I think everybody's doing their best. I really do. Um, At least that's how I like to look at the world. So I personally, you know, my favorite part was spending time with a bunch of my college friends who came with me. It was really special. You guys are familiar with Dickie now and Neil and, um, you know, just really, really, really special to spend good time with them. And I feel very lucky to have gone. Uh, favorite set was Fred again far and away. And everybody was really confused because I think I didn't know that he's so, still such an emerging artist. His his whole name of his like his he's an artist called Fred again two words. And so I kept being like everyone was like, "What was your favorite set?" And I was like, "Fred again." And they were like. Where again? Like, where did you see him again? So anyway, we're all obsessed in our little gang. And I also just good to spend time with my team because, you know, we work hard, play hard together. And so to be with um, Sethi and Saba and Lauren and... Um, And Saba's boyfriend, who is basically part of our team at this point, because we all love him so much. It was it was really special. So um, that's that on that. And everybody who's going to weekend two, drink water, wear comfortable shoes, have fun. Um, Okay. so this episode, you guys, there's so many questions about birth control and hair loss. I'm going to get right to it. Um, I need to speak this plainly. I am not a doctor. I am not a doctor any way, shape, or form. This is not instruction of any kind. I'm only sharing this information because it is one of my, I think, top five most asked things, these two topics, and because until I started listening to podcasts, I genuinely had no idea that there were options. So my hope for this episode is that you A, if you are going through any of the same things, you feel more normal because it is normal, and B, that you know that you have options, and C, that perhaps you have the strength to go to your doctor and ask those questions. That is my only, only hope. I'm not an expert. I don't have the answer. Those are my only goals coming out of this episode. Um, So with that in mind, let's get into it. Okay, first of all, (laughs) who among us had that book, the American Girl book? You, remember that book with the three girls and the towels on the cover okay that was the last time until recently that I understood how my body worked so all my millennial homies out there your parents kind of like slid that book to you across the bed and you're like what the fuck is this and you found that page and you were like I gotta do what what now that was genuinely the last time I had a solid understanding of how my anatomy worked okay whatever, fast forward, we go, you know, then you hit puberty. And I thought in my mind, everybody went on birth control. I thought that was just a thing that everybody does. Because again, it speaks to our time. You know, the joke in Mean Girls when he's like, don't have sex like this. Don't have this. Just don't don't have sex. Don't get pregnant. Like that was the big messaging um, specifically for millennials. I feel we had sex ed, but it didn't. They kind of skated over all the details. They were like, yeah, you know, whatever. Just take birth control and don't get pregnant. And I was like, OK, whatever. You know, in in high school, I had Bad skin, dealing with a lot of bad hormonal stuff. Um, And I think I went on birth control when I was 18, maybe 17, um, because at the time it felt like and again, I'm being super careful. I want to be super careful not to make generalizations, but I also realize that we have only one podcast episode, so I need to stop talking, like, the most diplomatic person alive, because, again, this is, like, just personal experience. Like, all my producers are nodding, being like, get to the fucking point. Okay, I <laughs> I felt like... Um, doctors at that time were like oh you have a problem take birth control it's literally like in my big fat greek writing when he sprays windex on anything like that was the birth that was birth control for my generation they were like oh you hurt your knee just take some birth control you'll be fine so they pumped us full of birth control like everybody i knew was on it so i how was i to know i was like this is fine and also every guy in college i think it's important to say expected that girls would be on birth control it was our job right no 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 no. you got a nut in peace So we have to take hormones. I I understand. Thank you for clarifying. I got you. God forbid that you deal with anything apart from just jerking it all over the place. So whatever. I go through college. I go through young 20s. You know. I don't feel great all the time. I'm very bloated, you know, I just don't feel great in my body. I think that's such a woman thing, right? To not be able to completely articulate it, but to be like, something's off with me, feeling strange, feeling maybe a bit down in dumps more than you feel like you should, you know, kind of dark cloud feeling. Has anyone had dark cloud feeling? Not specifically a mental health thing, but just kind of like dark cloud. That's what I call it. And then. Um, When I was living in New York, so 27-ish, I kind of woke up one day and I was like, why am I taking this pill every day? Like, I don't have a boyfriend right now. Um, I've taken it for 10 years straight. 10 years fucking straight that I've taken a pill every day. And I've never even explored my other options. I've never even said, hey, is there another way? Am I allowed to ask that question? But I was scared because I didn't know like what I didn't know what the the options were, and I thought, I genuinely thought my doctor was going to be mad at me. I thought she's going to be like, "Oh, you want to get pregnant? You don't have a boyfriend?" Like that's what I thought was going to happen. But I was tired of it. I was going through kind of you know, if you listen to my episode on wellness, you'll know that around this time I was kind of having a. A revolution of self and I was doing a lot of internal housekeeping. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go off it. I went to a doctor and he was like, your hormones are fucking whack. This is probably why, you know, your thyroid is messed up. You have something called Hashimoto's. Like he's like, we got to get a clean slate. We got to get we got to know what's what. And I someone had DM'd me and said, what type of birth control were you on? I cannot remember, remember the name because I, I tried so many. I tried Yaz, which I'm pretty sure is like the worst one. Um, I tried ortho tricyclin low. And this is not to shit on them. And this is not to say that they don't work for some people. I'm just telling you. Um, so I went off it and it might be placebo. I don't fucking know. Within a month, I felt more like myself. Dark cloud syndrome was gone. What wasn't there was my period. And I was like, oh, I'm sure they were like, you know, it's fine. It'll be back in three months. Like your body's just readjusting. And I was like, okay, whatever you say. Um, her period did not return until 14 months later or 13. Uh, but we'll, we'll deal with that in a second. But in terms of how I felt like in my body, I just felt better. I just felt like Clear-headed. I didn't feel any doom and gloom. I mean, I definitely still had Mr. Anxiety and and you know Mr. D lurking in the background, but it was different. It just felt like day to day less dark cloud. My skin did not freak out. Um, I did not gain weight. Um, and. I just felt more myself. I wanted to be a free-range chicken. That was my friend who said that. She said, let's be free-range chicken. So the bunch of us, we were all just deciding. And then, you know, people started. were just starting to talk about it more. Like, you know, there are other options for birth control. And I know the next question is going to be, well, tanks, what do you use now? Um, and that's a very personal question. And, and honestly, I share a lot with you guys, but it's something that I work out partner to partner with whoever I'm with. Uh, So I'll say that. And the point is, guys, you should be empowered to ask your doctors, your gynos, these difficult questions. After I went off birth control, I was very upset that I didn't get my period for so long. And it made me feel like I had done a lot to my body. Like I'd put my body through it a lot because if I was like, if it takes over a year for me to re-regulate and I, you know, I was going for all these scans and I was getting all of this misinformation from different doctors and they were saying, well, you have this and you have this and one of your ovaries is enormous. And, oh, yeah, you know, I, I think you've got this and that. Like it takes a lot of work. And this is just, this is an opinion. This is fact. You have to be your own advocate. You have to be able to ask the difficult questions. And it was at the age of 29, I'm embarrassed to say this, that I actually figured out how my body worked because I didn't know. I, I genuinely didn't know. And I consider myself a pretty informed, smart person. I don't know whether I just wasn't paying attention in school or I felt embarrassed to ask the questions, but I didn't know how my body works. So that was when I was like, I'm going to go to every doctor. I'm going to figure out how this works. I'm going to understand, you know, uh, fertility and what this means for everything, because you kind of have to be your own advocate. No one's going to do it for you. Right. They're probably going to pick the easiest thing for them. So that's my birth control story, as it were. Um, And again, if the pill works for you, that's great. If the IUD works for you, that great. That's great too. But just know that you do have options, and you shouldn't ever feel forced into something by anybody, even your doctor. And I love doctors. I never want to be say like, you know that they whatever, but you can ask questions. You can say, I, you know what, I actually don't know what that works. I don't, I don't know what that means. Can you explain that to me in really simple terms? That's what I always say. I kind of make a joke of it, like kind of, you know, hit myself a little bit. I'm like, pretend like I'm 12 again because I must have missed this week of school. Can you explain to me like I'm 12? And that usually helps and like softens them. They're busy. They got a million things to do. They don't want fucking, you know, young kids getting pregnant. So I get it. But it's it's I want you to feel empowered to ask questions and know your options. Um, So that's that. So I'm 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 not on any birth control right now. And it really works for me. Okay. And also condoms work, guys. Someone asked me that this week. I just want to say that. And I want to you know, I sometimes get asked this, but I in case I haven't been abundantly clear, you should never feel pressure to have sex with anyone without a condom. And if they make a fuss, that's not right and that's not cool and it's disrespectful to you because if you ask they should not even blink an eyelid okay and they work pretty well making money while they're away, which is kind of the dream, right? Like passively making extra money. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Okay, hair loss. So again, I'm not a doctor. This is the least sexiest thing to ever talk about, but nobody... I thought nobody else was dealing with it. Turns out half the fucking world is dealing with it. And I wish that someone that I had looked up to spoke about it when I was younger. Because everybody thinks it's a man problem, right? Everyone's like, that's the one thing that happens to men. Well, joke's on us because women get to deal with it too. So my hair started falling out when I was quite young. And and I was in complete denial because I I was like 13, 14. And you don't want to deal with it when you're thirteen, fourteen. You're already dealing with like becoming the ugly part of, you know, your preteens. You're already literally hideous and like dealing with all this acne and stuff. And my mom was like, there's a lot of hair on your pillow. And I was like, No, there isn't. It's fine. And then my part started getting like bigger and bigger. Like, you know, when you part your hair. And whatever. Bless my mom. Um she really advocated for me before I was able to advocate for myself so through going to a lot of doctors I found out that I have a hereditary hair loss I don't know the exact number but hereditary hair loss affects a lot of women as well like so so many um, apparently it affects a lot of you all because you always write in how do you deal with it so I guess I could go on you know a long story about like how I figured out how to deal with it but or I could just tell you what I do so I take I use these drops and again I'm not a doctor you have to find out what works for you I take these drops from a place called Philip Kingsley which is a trichologist, which is a scalp doctor or a hair doctor. So I bet you didn't know that there was a hair doctor, but there is. And this is where I go. Now, doesn't make any fucking sense that I go to a hair doctor that's located in my hometown of London when I live in California. Absolutely not. But it's what I'm comfortable with. Okay. And am I suggesting that you get on a flight to London to go see this person? Absolutely not. Okay. But that's what it's called. So if you want to search trichologist in your area, that's what the hair doctor is called. I will also tell you that the main ingredient in the um, in the hair drops is like the same as Rogaine it's the same active ingredient so you know again not sexy to use that but if you feel like you're losing a lot of hair then you should start doing the you know trying different things and seeing what works for you I have tried a lot of the different supplements like the the you know the pills and stuff I personally I haven't found one that makes a massive difference for me I take you know vitamins like for health like zinc and vitamin d and stuff like that and I do I believe that that kind of all bubbles up and helps my hair and I also believe that stress is a number one thing that also contributes to my hair being good or bad but overall the drops I've used for 10 plus years so I think going to the doctor and if you can't go to a hair doctor, going to your normal doctor and saying, listen, I'm dealing with this. What are my options? Is there a drop I can take? Is there some supplements you might recommend? Um, and getting on top of it because I, hair is such an emotional thing for us women. And I know I've read your DMs and they have me in floods of tears. And I know how difficult it can be when you feel like, you know, your ponytail is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Like I, I've been there. I've been there, guys. I know how deeply, deeply upsetting it can be. And so again, I guess my message here is the same, which is like, you have to not be afraid. And if one doctor gaslights you and is like, no, it's fine. Everybody sheds hair. Go to another one and say, this is affecting my mental health. Like, I need you to tell me what my options are and and make a plan. I'm not a doctor. I wish I was because they're the most incredible people ever. But um, please, 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 advocate for yourselves. And, um, I will put a link in the show notes to, um, my trichologist and then maybe you can use one to use that to find one in your area too. Okay, that was a very serious beginning of the episode. Imagine if a guy was listening to that. You know what, in fact, I hope a guy fucking was listening to that because then they would know what shit we deal with. And that's a tiny corner of a tiny square of the shit that we have to deal with. Women, we are just so, we're delicate, we're sensitive. It's all a house of cards. um, And it's just, you know, our hormones, they mess with us, they play with us. So um, if you're... If you're out there dealing with this stuff then I'm thinking about you, and if you're a guy listening to this, be nice to a woman in your life today. Hug your mom, hug your sister, because um, we go through a lot. And speaking of moms, I've got my mom on the pod here. She is very nervous, but um, I thought I'd bring her on because we love Carm. She stayed with me all week because she was watching VJ while I was at Coachella, and then I needed help with Coachella Recovery. And now she's here. So... I, you guys wrote a few questions for her. I'll I'll read a few of them. Um, Mom, are you excited to be on the pod?
1: Yes, very nervous. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: it's okay. You just got to be free and easy. Like, don't think about it. Just pretend you're talking to me. Ooh, uh oh. <laughs> okay, so someone asked. We really want to know how you hid the wire. If you don't know what we're talking about I've had this wire dangling in front of my TV And I'm just the type of person where it doesn't bother me Like I would have left it there forever But it bothers you guys And when I screenshot to talk about TV It drives you guys nuts And I came home yesterday
1: Voila, it's gone
0: It's gone I can't tell It's mom magic?
1: Mom magic Okay All done
0: Okay, someone wants to know What is the, what is the time the tinks Well, that's going to be wild for them Because you call me Christina You right. know that? Yeah
1: What is the time I was naughtiest as a child? The one incident that stands out and the family still talks about today (laughs) is when we were in Florida, grandmother and grandfathers, Mm -hmm. and you were in the stroppy stage where you were becoming a teenager. Yeah. And you wanted something. I don't know what it was, probably a trip to the mall. And I said, no, we were busy. And you started screaming and stomping your feet, (laughs) literally stomping your feet. And I, I was just beside myself and grandmother said, lock the door, lock her out. And, you know, Florida, they have a lot of glass doors. So we locked the back door and you were standing outside the sliding doors screaming and having a fit. And then you started to move and grandmother said, get the front door, too. And you stood out there and we watched you scream for about a half an hour. It was terrible, but we still talk about it. And I can't remember why. That's
0: the, a good story because I think people think that we have a really good relationship, which we do, but we fight too. Still,
1: we have an excellent relationship. It goes up and down. Yeah, like
0: you know, with all people, all moms and daughters fight. I mean, you still fight with grandmother too sometimes. That's true, and she's ninety-three. Yeah, she's ninety-three. I think, I think it's just you know, accepting, accepting who each other is are mm-hmm. like that's you know the most important thing because we you know we're very different you and i so different like how like- we talk and you know you're a gemini so that's obviously like you know trouble's pretty <laughs> tough for you um and i think just like knowing that we communicate in different styles like i can i'm very direct and you're very you know you're very like wishy-washy <laughs> <laughs> I think, but I think that when we finally started to accept that about each other, I think that was mainly when I was like living in New York, We were because I was living at home, we were clashing a lot. Mm-hmm. And then finally we said, you know, OK, you, I'm like this, you're like that. We're never going to communicate in the same way. But that's how it is. That was a big help.
1: Right. But and that was down to you a lot because Thanks. during your time in New York. As you just said, actually, you had this revolution. You totally changed everything. Yeah. You became um so in touch with yourself. You you've always read voraciously, but yeah. you started reading about health and physical health, mental health, listening yeah. to podcasts, turning me on to so many different theories and yeah. ideas. Yeah. And um and you really started to identify our relationship and, yeah. and identify these differences in our personality and how we could uh communicate so yeah. it was great new yeah. york was amazing yeah for all of us yeah it was
0: and then i think it's also just like always finding the little things you know that i always talk about guys with joy for me and my mom that is always going to the movies with popcorn Absolutely. We love that. And then we also both our other common love is cake. And I want to end (laughs) on my favorite weird pastime that we used to do, which was when I was in high school, I wasn't having a hard time. Like I did have obviously my best friend Jyoti, but like I didn't have a huge group of friends and I always wanted to like skip school and whatever. And my mom, we would go to Costco and we would get that sheet cake and we would like eat
1: it. (laughs) That's one of the best memories. I was driving you to school. You were going in late. Yeah. And because made- guys
0: I I, get, I went to school very far away and I took this coat this bus which we called a coach and I would get so car sick on this coach. It was an hour long each way and I would just be like I was so depressed like I was like oh my God I hate this like and so as a treat like usually once a week my mom would drive me so I could like be in her car and like talk to her and stuff. Yeah.
1: Those were good days. So it was your birthday and you were taking cake into school. Yeah. So I let you go in late. We stopped at Costco. Yeah. And um, not only did we get a cake for school, a cake for the house, but we got our own cake. And so we put up the, the tail of the car and sat. Yeah. on the car and it had our mini tailgate eating costco cake in the costco parking lot
0: but the good thing is you like the cake part and i well no we both like no, the frosting. I was frosting yeah that's right that's right so we we fight over the corner pieces yeah. but that's why we had to get a car cake too but that's our favorite i think that's our favorite sheet cake out of all the sheet cakes and they don't
1: make it anymore they don't
0: make it the same anymore no we were very upset no, by that i
1: think they're gone
0: and travesty well mom thanks for being on the pod everyone loves you Oh, I know, I, I, know for, I know it was scary for I know it's scary to be on the pod but you were brave and that's really good so okay. um, guys I love you so much my sermon for the weekend you know it's not a mantra but it's like actually it is just kidding just kidding it's it's what we were just talking about it's going to be meet people where they are you know it's it's sometimes you got to really meet people where they are and if you love someone you will meet them where they are you will see who they are and and it can be very helpful so so think about that going into the weekend, you know, even to take it full circle to what I was saying about the beginning of Coachella. Like everybody's most people are doing their best. OK, so meet people where they are and remember that most people are doing their best. I love you. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the show. So you on the Sirius XM app so that you never miss an episode. Stitch your Apple, wherever you get your podcast. Have a safe and wonderful weekend. I will see you all on Monday. Love you guys. Bye.